Attention, Pokemon players. You are listening to Triple P, the Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast. On today's episode, a world champion is crowned. A score was settled. And it's the start of Triple P's third season. Chuck, how are we doing today, my friend? Let's go. Season three. Season three, starting off with a bang. Um, you know, definitely some worlds recap, looking into the future um, and all that fun stuff. But how are you? How was your week and how was your day? Uh, my day was long and tiring. My week was longer and tiringer. <laughs> and uh, it's been good. But right. I had a fun weekend. Uh, yep. I did. Uh, I did get to come home and spend the weekend with a good friend. Who that might be. <laughs> You know, fellow co-host here. <laughs> no. Right? No, it was it was great having you. Um, yeah. it was nice uh, to have you come down and visit. It's been a while. It feels like it's way longer than it already has been. Um, but not having you, um, at our locals every week, like I, you know, I'm used to being able to hang out with you. It's been kind of a, um, a sad time, and I kind of expressed that uh, already. But it was very, um, I was very happy to have you over, uh, stay the night, just hang out with the fam and play some Pokemon um, with the community as well. So um, yeah. that was great um, to have you there. Yeah, yeah, definitely had fun. It was very nice to be back, spend some time with some friends. You know, we got to watch the finals of Worlds, mm-hmm. uh, be that the, ske- <laughs> the live stream schedule is not really uh, on my watching schedule be right. that it was so early uh, which is fine you know watch some replays later but then i uh, did manage to watch the finals live and then you know sunday we uh got together with some other locals and played some pokemon and and uh started started practicing all right right, so. right. yeah i mean we're <laughs> going to talk about the next season was already kind of revealed and you know we thought uh, going into last episode our season finale of uh season two we were kind of talking about what we're going to do to prep for next season and lo and behold um like the next day after we we um you know record uh it's announced you know the whole schedule is announced to go uh for all the all the tournaments going up, all the regionals and all that. So we do not have a lot of time to prep like we thought we might have. Yeah, I definitely got to start putting those those things I said I was going to do into practice already, which is right. which is good. Just right. just got to just yeah, trial by fire. Yep. So well, I mean, we're going to still have lots to talk about there. Um, but yeah, it was it was great having you over. Um, like I said, um, I have to be remiss if I didn't mention uh, or, or I guess ask you, um, did you have nightmares of jelly beans with swords? <laughs> yeah uh, a little bit uh not necessarily <laughs> nightmares but definitely did not want to uh have jelly beans ever again right uh, right <laughs> cuphead is a very bad video game i don't i was going to use more adjectives there but it's not bad it's it's, very, it's a great game it, yeah. it's frustrating is a very frustrating <laughs> video game that's right Embrace, right? embrace losing. That's what uh, that's the number one <laughs> advice there. <laughs> that's that was the best thing because I don't know how many hours we were playing. I I was playing Cuphead with with Brody, and I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna. It's the, about the time where I've gotten frustrated enough that I'm gonna <laughs> seek the internet's help. And the first Google search on how like how to do Cuphead, like yeah, how to play how to play Cuphead. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's just the first line was embrace the suck and like. <laughs> And embrace failure. I'm like, oh, good. So it's that game. So just yeah. keep, 
get to being cape keep being frustrated right so, no I, it, it was just funny kind of watching your frustration levels grow and grow and grow over time <laughs> it kind of came to a head at the end of the end of the weekend where you know brody asked you to play one, one more time you're like nah man i'm done <laughs> yeah I'm, i don't think i don't think i can pick it up anymore and uh do any better so right so uh how was the rest of your week besides besides that weekend yeah, no, it's it's the weekend was fun. Like we said, kind of a recap there um, already. Like it's only uh, Tuesday as recording. So, uh, you know, tomorrow uh, we'll have our podcast out. Um, but I already feel like it's been like a full week worth of work. Um, just I mean, I don't really want to go into detail with work and boring stuff, but there's just a lot of projects going on, um, at, you know, in the next couple months. And they're throwing me in charge of two of them. Uh, which I've never been in charge of a pro- uh, projects like this. Uh, so it's a huge learning curve and it's very exhausting um, to try to be not only part of these projects, but in charge of them. Um, so it's very exhausting. And I literally, after I got home today, took a nap, um, you know, before I was uh, jumping on with you here, just so I was able to have a little bit of energy because like you, um, exhausting week and next week is just the start of that um you know next week's gonna be a, a difficult week and then a month from now um even worse uh so we'll see uh if i can get through it hopefully um you know the reward is worth it towards the end i guess yeah yeah it's always just gotta get through it's one of those weeks you just gotta right right just gotta get through a couple more days for me and then pokemon 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 oh yeah yep. so <laughs> i hear you all right all right well, it, it like we said, it was World's Week uh, last week. We we um you know as a community got to watch a lot of games on streaming. Obviously here in the United States, um uh, you know the, it, the stream started at what four a.m. Uh, so I don't think a lot of people were catching us um you know live necessarily. But thank gosh for uh for Twitch and being able just to you know watch the feeds um you know pre- you know after it's done recording. Um, and being able to watch all those stream games still. So um, it was great. There were so many cool cool matchups, um, a lot of maybe unexpected stuff, um, and a lot of expected stuff. So I kind of want to first start this by saying um, big congratulations to Andre Skubal, um for, for winning Worlds. That's a huge, huge accomplishment. And then I also want to give a shout-out to Ryota Ishiyama uh, for getting second and getting to the finals uh in worlds uh with that mirror match with the Arceus Palkia um and you kind of mentioned that was the the match that you got to actually watch live out of all the um, those matches it was it wasn't Rio to it wasn't it was Daichi Daichi I'm sorry I'm sorry I, yeah I, I think the I think the standings are a little bit wonky on the okay on the, on the that's okay that's, that's right he went Daichi was Daichi the, okay Daichi was the final. The My second, mistake. Second. But, well, Daichi getting top four. Um, so because uh, yeah, um, um, Andre had to to go through both of them, um, yeah. to to go there. So my mistake. Um, uh, but congr- congratulations to you know to everybody that you know that competed, um, played well. You know, practice paid off. Um, uh, so it was, that was great to watch. Um, uh, but yeah, let's go into the 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 finals. So it was a mirror match, or, or basically the archetype mirror match of Arceus. Um, and flying Pikachu, um, and kind of what your impressions were there. Um, I mean, it was it was a, a 
interesting match to watch because they were both trying to do the same things. Um, you know, getting getting the extra attacker up and running who was going to get flying Pikachu, who was going to hit first. Both were trying to get Decidueyes ready as well. Right. Who? Uh, so it was it was really back in back and forth a little bit, and then uh, I don't know in the the last game I feel like uh, Andres just got a little bit of a lead, right? And then uh, Daichi tried but couldn't really reassert himself to come back from that. Right, he just kind of yeah, Andre got to pick his spots, take that knockout, and put uh, uh, Daichi in a you know a. a spot where he had to try to play from behind and i think andre was the, one of the only ones that at least that i can remember off the top of my head in in the you know the top the top handful of players that were playing the four of count of boss's orders um so really really trying to guarantee that boss whenever you know the opportunity mm-hmm. calls and it kind of paid off because he still had two in the deck um to, you know at the end of the game when most players might <clears throat> Might not have just for you know go- going through the game state, um, so um, yeah, that boss for win, uh, at worlds, yeah, that's a boss for win to guarantee. And uh, he did uh, take advantage of Bibarel too, making sure that he had those set up. So that's one one little side note I was noting that in the, in the games that he was playing, when he would get ahead, if he got ahead, he had the Bibarel going right. as well, and and uh, especially in that last match, like it was kind of very even, but he had the Bivarel and Daichi wasn't, so he was really using supporters for draw. Mm-hmm. Where Andre was, Andre was able to use his supporters for whatever was that wasn't necessarily draw, right? AKA boss's orders or things like that. So exactly. Um. So yeah, you kind of touched on um one of the cards I wanted to talk about um that made a a huge um impact at Worlds, and it, that is that Bivarel engine. Um, you know, previous to this, I mean, we've seen Bibarel, um, but the majority of competitive decks, top decks, um, have been playing that Inteleon Shady Dealings. Um, we've been saying it, um, you know, for years now. Um, Shady Dealings is busted, just getting the pull. Um, but people were mar- migrating over there um, in higher numbers, I guess. Um, kind of speak to maybe why you think that is, um, you know, in a tournament like this. Um, I mean, Bibarel is a pretty good card, and if you if you're running the main difference is if you're running uh, more counts of lesser things that you just want to do. Bibarel is not a bad option because you can just draw into them, like like. We said earlier, Andres was running four bosses' orders. Right. He doesn't need to go pick one out with Shady Dealings because if he can see five to ten cards a turn with Bibarel, he's most likely going to find one. Right. Um, you're running them higher odds. So he's, if you build a deck with higher counts of the things that you just generally want to do, like bosses' orders or the Pokemon you want to see. Um, with just Arceus's or this, that, and the other. Um, and you're not... You may not have a lot of really cheeky plays where you're, um, you know, going from a two-bench and shady dealings and then getting a full bench 
to do a crazy like uh, Palkia crosswitcher play that right. Teleon lets you do. Um, because that's the big difference. Uh, is that you're running, you're doing more consistent actions with maybe Vibro, and you're seeing car, you're seeing the cards you want to see by drawing more. Um, whereas in Teleon, you can run more one ofs and things and just get them when you need it. But you still have to play the like you still have to be able to to get them. So right. prizing and things can play games with Inteleon where Bibarel, if you boss if you prize a boss, it's not the end of the world because you still have three in the deck or something like that. Right. So So I mean I think for me, um I've been playing a lot of Bibarel lately. In fact, um I've been playing a deck very, very similar um to to the flying Pikachu um as far as all like the support and all that stuff. Um and I've been playing Bibarel um, for a few different reasons, and one of them is um, once you get a, him established, he's up there on the board. Um, you no longer have to play those nets, those those level balls to find the next one, and, and kind of do that chaining action. Um, so it is just a little bit more fluid and consistent once you get that set up, and you don't have to um, worry about always like because with with shady dealings, you might be like one card short in the combination you need to pull off whatever play. Um, because you need to get like maybe three shady dealings and play that turn um, when you really only have the option for two. Um, so you get that card. Um, you know, you have a higher possibility to hit the nuts, I guess, um, when you're when you need more counts of whatever that combination is. Um, so that's one thing. Another obviously is um, Roxanne is starting to see popularity. Um, and it is just naturally a better counter to that because you know you're just you're just gonna draw right out of it um, and then potentially find some of those more uh, you know more of those cards like uh, you know quick ball level ball to, to thin your hand to maybe even get another second bit route out there. Um, uh, so your consistency train will continue there. Um, and thirdly, at least going into worlds, I think a lot of players had. Um, kind of the mindset that they were going to be anti-shady dealings, right? So we saw that a lot um, with different decks and different players playing um, either the Jolteon um, or or even I've seen some some crazy decks with Vikavolt, um, all, you know, trying to stop those items being played. But, you know, Bibarel has a little bit more flexibility when it comes to things like that. Um, so your whole engine isn't shut down. There's no, like, specific natural... Um, counter to stop him other than obviously knocking him out um so i think that had a lot of plays like a counterplay to the counterplay kind of a thing um so there's a lot of different nuances that went into um Bibarel, i think yeah most definitely okay and then one last question as far as uh that i have kind of with um uh, kind of just the way the meta went and these decks kind of had and you kind of touched on it earlier um, was Decidueye V and V Union. Uh, we saw a higher count of that. And, v Star, um, not Union. V Star. V Star. You said V. Yeah, no, I know what you meant, but you said V Union. And I'm sitting here and I'm just like, wait a minute. Yeah, that's, that's wrong. Not a... Right. Well, yeah. regardless, though, um, seeing Decidueye um, in play, um, we previously haven't seen a lot. I mean, he popped up here and there. Um, as kind of counters, but um, kind of talk about that, the importance of Decidueye right now in the current meta. Um, I mean, I'm a little... I'm not surprised. I mean, Decidueye is a, a decent card, but uh, I'm 
I'm pretty sure he was well panned on the release of uh, the Brilliant Stars card because yeah. he came out with he was one of the starters. He came out and he was basically dubbed the worst of the three. Maybe I don't know if Sam Marat, where where not where they put Typhlosion. Yeah, I don't remember, but um, but I just remember him not being really well liked. And Zapdos has always been that that counter, but right. Um, Decidueye opens a little bit more uh, of a play air like play window where you can still play Path of Peaks and not kind of ruin your your game plan there on Zapdos and and uh, things like that. So, uh, and he has more utility to take other knockouts that aren't just necessarily weakness uh, based. So. Uh, it is intriguing and it is uh, it was in- interesting to see that uh, people eventually did go back to the a card that was not really well received upon release and then still found a niche for it to become a world's winning card that would be right if we if they make world championship decks uh, there will be I believe two of in that deck right so. So I think there's a few reasons um, that Decidueye is seeing love over, um, you know, the the Zapdos or any other fighting uh, V counter that you can have. Um, I first and foremost, I think it plays really, really well into the Pikachu and Arceus variant because um, with with the um, the Pikachu, it's a lightning color, colorless, colorless, and with Decidueye, its attack is lightning co- or fighting colorless colorless so there's a lot of um ability to mix and match energies where you're not so strict on your energy cost um no matter what option you go with Uh, obviously rcs is just colorless all the way around um so you can always just attach an energy um and then potentially even do a double colorless to go into an attack um or you know just kind of spread that energy love out between the two depending on the matchup again uh where it's not detrimental um, so I think that's like kind of like the number one reason why it felt like it went well with the deck. Um, and, and another one is with the Sijuai V, um, he's able to hit through mill tanks and and anything that kind of has that wall. Because, um, you know, Mewtwo um, V Union, this time I said it right, because yeah. that one actually <laughs> is a deck. Um, you know, that that deck sets up a lot of times of trying to stall with those um with those mill tanks or even like blissey will have mill tanks um so oh like if you don't have it if this deck didn't have that it wouldn't have an option to hit through them and that gave it um you know plenty of option plus you know rcs is weak to um fighting and for a pretty easy uh and manageable uh energy cost it's it's hitting hitting weakness to a very relevant pokemon yeah. Um, so those are kind of like the key reasons why like I've been on the on the train uh, for probably about the last month or so. Yeah, the easy um, the easy mill tank uh, like matchup there where Decidue just kind of like can the body the mill tank a little bit right um, really makes it a better play at the moment because then you're you're not really you don't have to then you don't have your weakness attacker for Arceus and then where's my mill tank thing like what do right. I do with mill tank so you can kind of combo them into one piece right so. exactly so there's a lot of different factors why that card specifically kind of goes meshes well with 
with that uh, flying Pikachu Arceus. So ADP wins worlds like Pokemon always wanted to. <laughs> Arceus, Pikachu, um, and, and Decidueye. <laughs> so um, we did get an ADP winner. <laughs> uh, I have seen the tweets with those cards. Uh, we need a we need a real card made now. Right. <laughs> Arceus, Decidueye, Pikachu, Tag Team GX. Just need to make it happen. Right. So, were there any other decks out there, um, you know, other than just, like, the crazy text for, like, um, maybe, like, the, the heavy Palkios or, or you know, um, Shady Dealings? Were there anything else out there that was interesting, unexpected, that caught your eye? Um, well, I, I'm pretty sure Agron caught everyone's eye. Right. With a 13th place finish. Uh, that's Arceus and Agron VMAX. Mm-hmm. Um so I'll, I'll start there. I mean, I haven't really done a deep dive into what, like, the matchups and how the deck plays, but uh, the ability for someone to take something like that off the wall and, and then do incredibly well, uh, six and two on the day, like, 13th right. place, with uh, another, like, critically panned <laughs> Pokemon, uh, but can still get work done. So uh, that definitely caught my eye uh, as well. Yeah, and like I said, I toured Reckliff playing the the Vika Volt um, with Ludicolo, uh, so probably trying to really uh, play off that weakness to um, to Palkia, uh, being able to stop the the Inteleon engine in general. Well, not necessarily stop it, but being stop it from playing, um, you know, tool cards. Um, so that kind of kind of in a way sh- shuts it down. Um, so that was kind of a sneaky, fun play. And then also seeing Sander play uh, the Stone Journer, um, which in itself, it's it's kind of a weird deck. But in this meta, um, with the two top decks being Palkia and um, Arceus, um, kind of has advantages against both of those because one, it has a low bench size and is able to survive some of those tanks. So a lot of times it's not taking one shots from them. Um, but obviously... Uh, you know, you hit the rest of the field and maybe, you know, there's a little bit of stumbling box there, but that was still kind of an interesting play. Maybe not so far out of left field, but definitely um, not, you know, straight up the beaten path. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, it doesn't surprise me, but I mean, I did see uh, the, 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 the Charizard toolbox, like seeing those, right. um, it doesn't surprise me seeing those. I, mean, I guess maybe I just didn't see as many as I thought. I mean, because right, I don't there, remember. There were a few in there. Um, I think it's a really solid deck because it does have a lot of different options for different matchups. Um, it just might, it might be a little lacking because there is so much emphasis on trying to get that Charizard to work. Um, so maybe, maybe that had something to do with it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the overwhelming. I mean, it was really surprising the overwhelming amount of Palkia that was. Yeah, that's the next thing I wanted to talk about is is Palkia. Um, it was everywhere. It it saw a lot of success, and there was a lot of people, a lot of decks specifically hunting that deck out. So, um, was it a good call to bring? And you know, you know what makes it so great that even with all the obvious, like it had an obvious target on its back, why would some of these top players still be playing this deck? Uh, it it's good. Like I don't, 
it's I think it's split the top eight with the yeah. RCS Pikachu's. So I mean, it obviously can get the job done, even with a target on its back. Um, it just uh, it's really kind of like a, a little like Mew V Max in the beginning of the regional season where it's just like how can you hold it hold it down it just kind of does its thing um and 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 can be very consistent uh can get what it needs as long as i mean most of most of the time as long as your opponent kind of plays along right um doesn't have to necessarily i mean doesn't not doesn't have to play along the people have figured out how to play the deck but without playing along but if right. you... it, still, it still limits your opponent if they don't want to play into the damage output yeah uh so this is very good i mean i i'm a huge fan of palkia at the moment uh i i think it's just a very good card it just keeps being very aggressive mm-hmm. um it's a kind of like a go 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 card and keep the if you if you can put the kind of like the the boot on the on the throat and can it just keep going right um it's one of those cards that can really punish can over and over again um but as we saw we saw it it is counterable um so it is but it still goes through those counters generally pretty decent especially like those uh those jolteons it 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 does kind of stifle it um and we did see other um Palkia decks with different um, engines aside from the from the shady dealings, but even with shady dealings, it really only needs that one or two turns to really pop off and establish itself. Um, and even at that point, the Jolteon it's not necessarily always the most effective. Um, obviously, if you can get Jolteon off on your second turn, no matter if you go first or second, um, you know that you're better off for it. But sometimes Palkia still just outraces that. Yeah. I mean, there was there there was. I was just looking over the deck list real quick. Since you said there was different engines, there was there was Palkia's. There's Palkia's with the turbo engine, so the Mew, like the Mew with the the celebrations Mew, celebrations like, Mew, having the yeah. barrel, having having um, uh, Empoleon. I've seen a lot of that. I've see I see people here playing Palkia with Jolteon as well. Right. <laughs> so just trying to slow down the other Palkia's. Uh, from their Inteleon engines. So it's just um, crazy to me that a lot of decks, a lot of top players played like at least, you know, upwards of 10 plus cards in their deck dedicated to stifle Palkia in that matchup. And those cards are almost dead against every other matchup, you know? Um, but they still thought it was worth it. So it, that's like a huge takeaway. Like this. This tournament is so much different because you we didn't see that in any of the other regionals or um, ICs or anything where there was that much blatant hate for one deck that you disregard your your consistency towards other decks. Um, and I saw that you know countless amount of times from different players. So it, that that was a little um, eye opening to me. I mean, uh, I mean, you can go to the finals just to kind of to see the difference yeah um because that was one of the big differences between the two decks is that 
uh, Daichi had Jolteons in it to counter Palkias, and Andre had Bibarels, and, and he had more consistency. Right. And and on the day in that matchup directly, the Jolteons didn't do anything for. And it might have ultimately cost him because those um, X amount of cards, I don't know yeah. exactly how many he dedicated to that, um, could have been consistency, consistency cards that could have put him over top of that. Um, but also in that saying, I'm sure he saw lots of uh, Paul Kia and you know, yeah. they, they, they did him well. So it's a yeah, double-edged I, sword. It's just, it, it's just so jarring to see sh- such blatant hate, like I said, um, for one specific deck when I, you know, you haven't really seen that uh, too, too much um, since like before, like Mew was out with dark boxes or anything like that. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. I mean, there, like I said, there's so many awesome, cool stories um, that come out of worlds. Um, yeah. I'm really just amped up to jump into the next season so I can, you know, have my chance to go and experience this and this huge community event. And you know, tr- you know, try to do, uh, try to have some, excuse me, try to have some success there. Um, but o- o- honestly, just making it to Worlds and being able to be a part of that kind of experience would be a dream come true. So, I'm amped up and ready to go this season. Yep, me too. Me too. Before we jump into next season, though, we did have a bet. We had a draft last week, and we had our players. So just to recap. Um, uh, our teams. I'm going to start with Chucks. He had Gabe Smart, JW, Sander, uh, Frank uh, Persick, Alex Shemansky, and Raul Reddy. Uh, that's not the list I remember. That's the list that I wrote that down as I, you put down. I remember <laughs> my top six that I drafted was Andre Skubal, Daichi Shimada, right? Ryoto no. Ishiyama. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, uh, and then... a couple other guys, but hey. Right. I mean, it was still a solid list. <laughs> Um, and then I, my list, uh, just to recap from last week, was Isaiah Bradner, Azul GG, Tord Recliffe, Pedro Torres, Zach Lesage, and Henry Brand. So, Chuck, how did we do? Um, and where did you know this fall? Who, who took ultimately, well, uh, had the most people, amount of points? All 12 of these people competed at Worlds. No, I'm, that's a funny joke. I was always I was worried I was going to draft someone that didn't actually, uh, right play. Uh, that was a joke after we did our, our draft, but uh, yeah, no, everyone did really, uh, I mean, everyone made worlds. They played um, some a lot of them made the, others. Yeah, yeah, a lot of them made the top hundred, top 50. Um, uh, so there's yeah, a uh, lot of really close picks. Yeah. But uh, overall, I mean, I'm, I don't want to like throw anyone under buses or anything, but uh, your team overall had probably a higher placing finishing with three of your six in the top 50. Uh, I only had two, so that is where I'll draw the line there. In that you won on Let's that go. on that team performing better. So, uh, and the, in our fantasy worlds draft, you take take the victory. Season, three, I take the victory. Nice. I don't know. We had a different point system, but yeah, that uh, we were at expect- that point because we expected <laughs> to have in the top eight. So. Yeah, we were expecting people to make the top eight. The one thing I will remember net for next year is that uh, Japan competes and are really good at the game. Oh yeah, I yeah, mean I, I didn't. So it wasn't a uh, you know on my part it wasn't like not respecting them because obviously uh, I know they're great. It's just I only know you know the 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 you know the community that yeah. we're in and they're kind yeah. of unfortunately put into a different 
like subspace because they they don't play in the same meta as us. They don't compete at the same regionals and uh, events yeah. like that. So there's not as many eyes on them um, in that sense, um, especially being, you know, in the community where this is the first world season. So we, our eyes weren't on them and they weren't like well-known in, you know, our eyes doesn't mean they weren't heck of players because obviously they are, they are. And we knew that, but you know, um, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just kidding. They are really great players and I kind of just oversight it, but we, I don't know the names in the community for the same reasons you were saying they, and it was brought up on the stream. Like they are in a different meta, right. That, than the world's meta at the moment but all those japanese players that came to worlds got on the same page as us and then right. they still came out and stormed with uh i mean two two uh in the top eight um two in the top four two in the top four um with very very similar decks but they uh, they had a lot of people do very very well throughout the day so I mean they are they are some really strong players, and I've got some names on my list for next year when I look just to see who <laughs> who uh, who we're playing it, like who's there for uh, next year. So. Next year I'm drafting myself, bud. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. Well, with that being said, um, we did have, have a little bit. We, yeah, we we <laughs> did have a little bit on the line this week uh, or last week with whoever won this. Um, and we did put up a, a poll on Twitter um, to have the loser of this fantasy draft have to play at their next local event with a four count of X card. And I believe the um, the three that were on the poll were Hop, Agatha, and Dan. And after looking at the results, Dan won with like a 58% um, you know, uh, vote rate. So Chuck... You got to play some rock, paper, scissors this week. Yep. I got to get my rock, paper, scissor game going. Uh, and I will try and figure out another deck that thematically makes Dan playable. Um, that's going to be, that's not possible, but we will try and make something <laughs> thematic with Dan. Don't play uh, Rayquaza again, cheater. Yeah. <laughs> you can't just yeet him away. With no, look, I didn't just yeet hop away, but there was steam behind that. That was just like, I decided... Right. I mean, yeah, I have a draw engine in Rayquaza, but uh, I also was just like, I'm just going to draw three cards at a time, the whole game, right? And that, and that was uh, no, it makes sense. That I'm was just giving you a little it. grief. Yeah, I was just giving you a little grief there. So, I don't uh, think there's anything else that makes you play rock paper scissors though. So, no, maybe you gotta play uh, Reggie Rock or something like that. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Not uh, Reggie Rock. I'm sorry, Stone Journer. Stone Journer. It's a rock, right? You can be the rock on that on that game of rock paper scissors. <laughs> yeah, there, it there is thematic. Go. That is thematic. As I'll close just, as you can, I guess. Yep. That All right, sounds good. All right, so that wraps up. You know, our world season for our first season. Um, you know, of IRL play. Um, it was great. Um, but the turnaround is a lot quicker than we thought, as we kind of mentioned at the start of the cast. Um, you know, as soon as, you know, less than a month now, um, let me get up this article here. Um, but we have Baltimore um, regionals um, fastly approaching. Uh, so you want to kind of talk about that as I try to pull up the dates if I can find this. Yeah. So it was literally, I think, the day after our cast mm -hmm. last week. Um, so probably the day our cast released, they came down with the um, uh 
a high, they called it a highlight of what to a first look at the plans for the 2023 Pokemon Championship right. series. And as so, you just say that, I'm sorry to interrupt, but um, Baltimore Regionals, September 16th through the 18th. So, yeah, um, so fastly approaching, less than a month away. Yeah, less than a month. It was, I believe, announced exactly like 30, 32 days away mm-hmm. from um, the day they announced it. So you were 30, a whole month to get right back into it. Um, and we've looking at a good amount of, of regionals throughout the U.S. spread around. Uh, we got a good amount um, special events in, 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 in other places as well. Um, and yeah. then they, they have the planned months around when they want to do ICs. I think those are kind of like set in stone. Um, they don't have an exact date, but you right. know, when, when you can kind of plan it, I think everyone in the North America knows that NAIC will be sometime in June. Right. So, um, that is all there. The big hitter, um, in it, uh, is, uh, well, this is kind of just a first look, but they have still are holding off on local CP, i.e. No, cups, yeah. cups and League challenges. challenges. Um, they will continue to suspend all of those CP tournaments until further notice. Um, so. Uh, yeah, I want to deep dive and, into that, though. And uh, unlike further, uh, all championship series events, including regional and ICs are going to be using the standard format. So there is no, they, they did, they have run expanded regionals, but that's yeah. a thing of the past. I think, I think ex- expanded um, needs a little bit of work to rebalance. Um, yeah. I know some people want GLC, uh, but even, uh, I think even Andrew Mahone said that it's, it probably is not meant for a format like that. It's more, you know, for enjoyment. Um, and it, it, there might be some, you know, unbalances there um that you don't necessarily want people to have to do so yeah playing standard in my eyes at least at the current moment is the right play is it is it gonna appease everybody no um but standard is the standard is the standard so that's what we're gonna go with yeah um i i only say that because i know that has been a thing in the past and it has been pointed out in this article too that it is going to be the same way and uh so uh, we can continue. Any thoughts that you want to say about this schedule at all? Right. So my initial thought process or thoughts um, is I, I obviously I saw the no cups um, being played. So no, no, none of that, like we said. Um, and it was a little disappointing to me um, just based off of, um, you know, the CDC's guidelines, um, even, co- uh, even Pokemon's, um, you know, current, you know, health guidelines right now. Um and they're having there's a slew of different events here, um, large events, multi hundred people events. Um, so I think health wise, I think most people are ready to go um, and, and start this kind of thing. And it just makes sense to do that. Um, I think they are probably going to end up having um, these kind of events coming up this year. Um, maybe not this year, this season, uh, maybe j- starting January beyond. Um because I know with our locals playing, you know, and talking with a bunch of other people, um, you know, Pokemon play is opening up, um, you know, professors and, and judges are 
encouraged to start doing it back to the real way with you know pokemon like official pokemon rules and everything i know during you know pandemic places that we're playing were unofficial we just used you know any anything that we wanted to kind of run the tournaments now um i know you know those tournament organizers are trying to play it by pokemon's book and, and they kind of were given that i don't know if I, the green light is the is the proper term to use there um, but it does seem like we are ramping up towards it. Um, I could be wrong, uh, but I, yeah. So I think there is flexibility towards the end of the year or towards the end of, you know, beginning of next year. I mean, I, I'm going to take a, a little bit more of a, uh, I guess, tinfoil hat to it. Um, I just think because we are allowed to play league now, like you can meet up, we can do, basically what cups and challenges are without CP. Like I know cups and challenges are probably more readily uh, attended with higher attendance than maybe right. a, a regular league night, but it's basically the same thing. Um, but I think they want to, I think they're changing it. I, I just think they're going to change the way challenges and cups work. So that's why they're waiting to iron it out i guess right so when you say that 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 does bring me to a different point that may be related maybe not um so going into this next season with all the regionals there um i just assumed that the team challenges were going to be done and thing of the past you know all those online tournaments um and we were all very surprised when they announced a couple weeks ago that there is going to be another um you know season four of the team challenge um so do you think a tournament like that or or something similar um will play into effect for a potential cp i don't know I, the online cp is still really hard to figure out with them um because uh we're still in between client right like we're still in it's really hard to uh, pinpoint like especially when we don't know their exact like finished plans for live when it's going to be like this yeah. is the thing because it will be a transition from one to the other there's not going to run concurrently so it's hard to say like if they start plans with the uh with the old can you transition in the middle of the year to right that, that is um, a, a huge gaping question the the, the elephant in the room um, I for me, I think they're going to stick with PTCGO for a little bit longer. I would rather them um, take their time after the the unfortunate failed launch of the beta version. Um, there were just so many bugs and and so many issues that were you know came along. Uh, but also going and just talking about team challenge and any Pokemon relate like po Pokemon Company related tournaments that were official that I've been a part of, they all ran pretty smooth with no real issues. Um, especially this last team challenge, there was so much communication. I mean, I know it's, it's, it's from, you know, with Nate, our, 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 um, our store organizer and all the other teams that we played. Um, but there didn't ever really seem to be an issue there. Um, so I, I can see something like that. Maybe not team challenge as a format, but um, maybe something. It's always a possibility. Uh, it just depends on how how Pokemon really wants to kind of handle it. So right, and then another huge question, I guess, for me, 
is with potential no uh, cups or maybe there's something there's nothing else and it is just regionals and what is that point threshold and when we're going to see that right so that that's a huge determining factor because going into last season there was a, a huge number of people in the community that played and had cp from cups or previous um you know previous regionals and everything like that um that kind of carried over for those two years through the through the pandemic um, this season, it is a clean slate. Uh, everybody's starting from zero. Obviously, those top players are still going to have their top finishes and kind of be fine to go through just cups. Um, but for the, you know, maybe the slightly above average player to average, even slightly below, um, do you think, you know, this is enough to wet their beak to be able to actually have a, a, a reasonable chance um, in where that point threshold kind of lies? Um I mean, this this schedule looks to be. I know, it's hard to judge because the first half I really wasn't doing any. I'm not sure how many regional happened. Regionals mm-hmm. actually happened, um, but this seems to be more like this is definitely more than what we experienced in the end of the season. Oh, for sure, for sure. Um, now, um, depending on the CP number, I, it is doable if it's lower. Um, 500 CP is going to be a lot. I mean, you're probably talking at least like five regionals and doing really well at all five, I think. Right. Um, cause I don't know what, what it takes to get about a hundred CP at a regional, but so for, I think like was... I said, I basing it, uh, actually I have the, the last year's, uh, CP thing. So at the regionals levels, um, going at first place is 200, second place 160, um, all the way to let's just go to top 32. So, get if you make yeah, top 32, it's top 30, points. 60. All right, so yeah, uh, yeah, that's that's your then you're talking about eight, right? Um, and that in top 32 seven, is no, still seven, like that's seven or eight top 32s, and that's not, I mean, people have done it, I'm sure that the people have done it, but right. Um, that's a lot of regionals and a lot of traveling. Um, and it right. becomes very, very, uh, uh, starts to border on, on where there's people can have an argument for that, um, not inclusive kind of thing where mm-hmm. you can't really give it a try because you can't try enough times essentially. Right. You know what I mean? Um, so I, yeah, like I, even if you I assume were, there has to be more to it. I, I, I would have to assume so um, as well. Uh, like say you're a player, you know, that doesn't have the means to go to all these um, and say you can only make two, maybe three uh, regionals this coming up season without any other means of making points. Even if you win two of them, that's 400 points right there. And that's still not enough at the current value of 500 that we kind of give out. Obviously that number can p- completely change. So I think a lot of people are just going to kind of, wait a little bit longer to see where that point line is going to be drawn. If there's any other, you know, um, news on the horizon about, you know, other events or whatnot um, um, before they really make a decision, if they're going to try to make that run, because like you said, that is a, a big financial um, burden and, um, and, and a time burden and PTO. And it just depends on, you know, there's so many life situations that can stop you from just even uh, attending these. Yeah. And, and we're talking about this from, an American standpoint because Americans have 
the longest list of things and currently is but yes currently currently and if you look at this at other like if you were sitting in another country like you're a latin america you have two events right now like you have one regional and one nai one ic yeah just when you're just when you're ic and you're fine <laughs> yeah when you're ic and you're fine but like but like you're saying around like even the regionals are pretty well spread out but you could definitely hit like america's a huge place you could definitely be living in a in a in a town or a city where you're only really really close to doing two and then if you did a third you're talking about like breaking a bank you know like this is my vacation kind of thing you're not um and that can be hard on people and 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 it's really hard to exclude players just because they don't have plans on travel right um they can't travel all over the states to right. play like for us uh especially here in pittsburgh obviously you're pretty uh, close still um mm-hmm. we're still within reasonable driving distance to a lot of these um i think they're like, without actually going through the list i think there was like five or six that was in a, at least a nine hour driving radius um yeah. some of that's a little a little long it just really depends on how much you are you know how much you're willing or how far you're willing to drive yeah. um and also you got to taking consideration maybe the time of year too so maybe you're driving a little further if it's like winter driving in the winter time maybe not necessarily conducive to the um you know great driving conditions but yeah um there's you know a lot of different factors like i said um but all that being said if it's just um these i think i'm still going to try to make a run to at least like i said i think there's at least five or six that are within a decent driving distance to us here in pittsburgh and then possibly maybe flying to one um we'll see if i can convince the wife if we can make a, a vacation over that but even then saying that like i gotta bring you know i have to base it off of my my son's school schedule too so it can't just be um you know flying you know across the country for a weekend trip but hey he has school on you know the the week prior and the week after so um yeah. there's just a lot of different things that go into it yeah and that's 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 going to be the thing for everybody but uh, but I will say on like a bright side, this is the article is called a first look. Yes. So there are definitely multiple things in here. Say they're saying they're going to come back and have more things, especially with the other uh, series with like the video game championships have zero events right now. Right. So this these things will be updated. So hopefully we will see yeah. more updates on the trading card side. Um, obviously then telling us what's kind of CP and hopefully right. telling us more. So events. stay tuned, but just know um, at least to the start, like if you're anywhere near that Baltimore, Baltimore area, or you're trying to make a, a run in, you know, the North America region, um, you know, that's a pretty good one to start off at. Yeah. And I, I believe we both plan on attending that. So yes, I will be there a hundred percent already booked, uh, already booked my room, just waiting for, the event to go live which i believe is this thursday when tickets go live so uh, be on the lookout for that as well yeah all right so but before we go into the news and all the fun stuff um there was one other thing that was announced for this se- this next coming up season at the end of this pre- previous worlds and that is where next year's Worlds is going to be yes yes Everyone get your passports ready. <laughs> We're going to Japan. 
Yes, we are. We're going to Japan. My wife's already on board. I told her this time next year we're going to be in Japan. She said, oh, really? And I said, yeah, I'm going to win a trip there. Right. So, <laughs> win it? Well, you're going to get a stipend. Yes. Not only qualify, but you're going to get a stipend. Get a stipend. Oh, my. Uh, oh, my. That's a, I, that's I have goals, goal. sir. I have goals this year. Let's so, go. Uh, yeah. I am excited for that. Uh, I'm excited for that opportunity. Um, I I know there's, uh, if you've been, everyone's on Twitter, there are some people that are not excited about that because Japan is not necessarily a cheap place to get to. No. But uh, Japan is a really cool place to go and probably should be vacationed by everybody at least once because it is a really, right. really fun place. I, uh, I'm Not that I've ever been there, but I've, I've not, I've flown over it. And I've seen it from an airplane, but I've never been on, you know, on uh, Japanese land um, and been able to walk around. So, yeah, I, I was just having the conversation that you kind of said with my wife previous to this, where it was cost and vacation. We've always kind of wanted to go there. Um, this is just a great excuse, I think, hopefully. So yeah. I, I really want to, you know, have a chance to go to Japan. Yeah, me, uh, me as well. Um, I've always wanted to get there. There is a lot of cool things to just experience so right. this definitely can be more than just a pokemon world championship run when you get there um so that is why i'm looking at it as as a fun time and for all the people that want to complain about it just think about it other ways and i know it's a year away so there's a lot of things that are going to have to change with travel things and other stuff like that right but they will probably i mean pokemon has a plan Pokemon has a plan, a hundred percent, and it, I'm just excited for you know for the season. So, and the only thing that I've heard on Twitter that was cool was I think, uh, I think they planned, you know, Japan. To, it was going to be after London, no matter what, like mm -hmm. uh, two years ago, right? But COVID hit, and they had to just keep pushing it back, and they didn't want to hose London. But could Correct. you could you have th thought if if London happened when it was supposed to? Then last year, we're talking about celebrations coming out. We're talking about the 25th anniversary, and you're talking about being in Japan. I think that's probably the what they were. Yeah, they were for the birthplace of Pokemon. So you, you, but they just stuck with Yokohama. I, I, I just thinking of that makes me get excited for next year, even though it's not going to be the 25th anniversary. They can yeah, exactly. celebrate the 27th anniversary, and I'll still be excited. Exactly. No, <laughs> I, I'm pumped for it. Uh, well, I just, like I said, I just can't wait to get get going. Um, and after our fun, uh, you know, news segments here, um, we will talk about some maybe some decks um, going into the beginning of the season. Obviously, the season's going to be long. It's gonna it's gonna be vastly different from where we start um, the season. But let's let's get into that conversation here shortly. Uh, but before that, let's uh, let's get into that shenanigans and let's jump into some trivia. It's, it's time, time for trivia, trivia. Trivia. Who wants to go first? Um, I'll go first here. Um, right. This one might be a softball, um, but I just wanted to do this one. Um, right. So I'm going to use the same game as I always do. Guess that Pokemon this attack and or ability belongs to. Um, as per usual, it is standard legal. And today's card is... Guess this Pokemon, this ability belongs to Thunderous Awakening. That's Jolteon. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I, I knew it was uh, <laughs> probably really easy, like I said. 
Uh, but I feel like I had to to mention that ability because it was everywhere at Worlds. Um, and maybe some newer listeners might not have known, um, but that um, that Pokemon. And I'm looking at my, um, you know, my player's guide when I pulled this card out. So I can't really see the text is great. Um, but uh, the ability reads, if this Pokemon has a memory capsule attached to it, um, all water Pokemon uh, in play, both yours and your opponents have no abilities. So. Um, that is definitely something to shut down Inteleon, um, shut down uh, Luminion. You say any any Pokemon that has an ability that's a water type, um, it shuts it down. So that it, it showed its head, like I said, and it's kind of been popping in and out of the meta. Um, best, best way to say no to shady dealings. Correct. <laughs> All right. That was a good one. I mean, it's very on point for for the for the time right it was a there was a theme there yes so i'm gonna dub my trivia question the supporter card of the day okay uh so i'm gonna read you a random supporter the effects of this supporter and you're gonna tell me the name of it basically the name of the trainer in the card but some supporters aren't aren't based around trainers so this supporter does this choose up to two of your rapid strike pokemon and heal 60 damage from them from each of them. It's a supporter card. This is a supporter card. It is standard legal. Well, it will clearly. It will continue to be standard legal. This is not a card that sees a lot of play. I mean, I... This is a card that I've probably never seen play. Yeah, I know it's probably in my bulk binder, and I can't think of it at the moment. It's going to kill me as soon as you say it. Um but like you said, this is not a card to see. I mean, it is standard legal, but we don't see it in standard. Um, and the only other hint I can give you is that it's a rapid strike card. But right. that was kind I mean, of a giveaway. It's, it's, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's uh, I can see it's that it's that blonde guy, right? Uh, he's kind of uh, I can't Cole, not Colris. He is blonde. He, yeah, he's I can see I can see the art, and I just can't remember the name. This is gonna kill me, but the only way I'm gonna get this at this point, uh, with a reasonable time, is cheating. So, um, I'm just gonna say that blonde guy that has both his arms out. Uh... <laughs> uh, maybe in the full art, yes. He in the regular art, which I'm looking at from my bulk supporters next to me, he's uh, holding his ear like he's got an earpiece in. It's Sybold or Cybold. Cybold, yeah. That, that's it. I wouldn't have got that. I, I I could see the I could see the card in my head. I just couldn't remember. I give you um, I give you half points for basically describing every point of the card except for the text box that says its name. Okay, well, thank you. I'll take I'll take anything I can get at this point. So let's go. Full star versus half star. Yes. All right, that was trivia. Now we have time for some random card madness, and we're gonna reach out and look at something new because we have a complete English set list for Lost Origin. So I want to think. I want to start looking at seeing what could be or not playable in this set. So I've randomly generated a number, which is one between one and 196 cards that are going to be in this set, not including secret rares. So it's a big set. Um, and we got number 83. And if you look in your trainer book that you don't own yet, because it's not out, the list 
that uh, gives you number 83 is Hisuian Growlithe, a fighting Pokemon uh, that is very innocuous because like we do with random card ma- madness, we'll look at its major evolution. Right. So we go to Hisuian Arcanine, uh, which is a fighting Pokemon. 130 HP. Um, about evolves from that Growlithe that you would get. Uh, these are weak to grass. Uh, and then it comes with two attacks. Uh, for uh, we'll talk about the first. We're going to talk about the second one first. It's because it's simple. It's fighting in two colors for 100. Da- you get Sharp Fang, does 100 damage. That's it. But then his other attack is free, no energy cost. You get omnidirectional destruction. I like the name. Yeah, I like that name too. It's literally just omni everywhere destruct, like destroy yeah. everything. Right. Um. So it's ten damage, ten plus damage, and if you have no cards in your hand, this attack does a hundred and fifty more damage. So ten damage plus a potential one hundred fifty. So yeah, one sixty. One sixty max uh, 160 at max if your card is if your hand is empty uh technically max you, you do it if you're talking a v at 39 you can do 190 but yeah 160 no other modifiers except for having an empty hand so my initial thought is it's probably one of those decks that are probably fun and you'll see at the beginning of the format but never really gets traction um it just doesn't seem like a great number um, for all that effort you're going to put in. I mean, there are cards that you're definitely going to be wanting to use to help you um, in this, where you can have, you know, the the Radiant um, Venusaur to help you attack and then get your cards back after you attack. Um, you have, obviously, all these ball searches and plenty of other ways to thin your hand. Um, but I just, I just don't know if, you know, on a stage one, that you have to evolve and have a no no card in hand um, situation at at the end of your turn while you're attacking. If that juice is worth the squeeze, I, I don't think so. Yeah. Um. So this this is a very similar card to a, a very popular. I think it was actually very popular. Uh, Granbull, and I only know this because it's a fairy Pokemon. And I've looked at every fairy Pokemon for GLCs, but uh, Gramble had a very similar attack where you had no, no energy or no hand, and it did more damage. So uh, it actually does the exact amount of damage if you have no hand. The attacks are the same. The only difference is that Arcanine does it for zero energy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this will be playable in like you said, a fun way. I think people will want to kind of like nostalgic, try and make uh, a 2023 Grand Bull deck, but the number's not not there. I yeah, think. I mean, it's two-shotting any relevant meta Pokemon for the most part. It's not even one-shotting all basic, uh, you know, um, non-rule box Pokemon. I can think of plenty of one, one attack prizers um, that still see maybe just as relevant of play or so maybe even more that this will not knock out even at that so yeah um, and you're and, and you're talking you need a choice belt to take a knockout on a v 
and right. you're most likely losing your Pokemon back. You're you're very there's a lot of resources that are gonna go into making it be able to hit things that uh it may not be able to KO. Like I just don't uh I don't I don't think that the number is right. So I think it's that's what's gonna make it unplayable is just simply they didn't up the damage be considering that since Gramble came out the original Gramble came out, right? Pokemon now have more HP. So that needs to if they want to redo that attack, that attack needs to do more damage now. Right. So um uh that just I mean there is cool stuff that'll make it work. It'll actually pair really well with Radiant Venusaur. So um because you can get four cards after you have no hand. Right, right. But hey, uh I think yeah. it's a cool card. It's a cool card. I would say um as the random card madness, it is definitely something that's bulk, but you want to keep a playset of that way if you decide, hey, this week I want to play a fun deck, that is a deck to pull out and people won't expect. Yeah, I would yeah, I would say this is a high potential to be bulk. But if when you're opening your your uh lost origins like the first week or two, hold on to them because mm -hmm. someone might crack it. That's all. Right. So and then it might be a very fun, you know, uh side deck that you can play with. So 100 percent All right. And and we have more cool stuff to talk about. Um yes. in the news. We are more news. Yes, there is about. news. So at the end of you know worlds they did announce um that Pokemon EX are coming back into uh, the format in the Scarlet and Violet block. Um, there are a little bit of spoilers here um, about these EX Pokemon and, and what that mechanic is, but I'll let you, Chuck, take the lead on this. Yeah, so uh, the mechanic is returning, and uh, like usual spoilers, they give it worlds. Like, we haven't really seen a complete card. Right. Uh, we have seen some of the EX is like the Pokemon they're they're going to release. Uh, we've seen a Mimikyu, there's a Lucario, there's a uh, Magnezone. Uh, and then of course uh, they had shown us in full display a Coriodon and the Myriadon, the 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 big you legendary. say full, but the texts are not complete. <laughs> you yeah, I would say you would look at it and you go, oh that's a full card, but there is a lot of things actually missing. We don't know if these are basics or stage twos. We don't know their typing. HP um, the HP, they both have attacks that do 220 damage, so good numbers there. Don't know the energy cost. Weaknesses mm -hmm. or retreats, so there's a lot of important things missing. Uh, the we, uh, But the cool things we did get out of them, these are two prize. So the EX rule is they are two prizers. Right. Um, and in some of the other cards that they showed, we can see that some of them are actually uh, stage ones and stage twos and basics um so if 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 mimikyu is going to be an ex it's a basic the lucario we can see that it is actually a stage one ex and so that rayolu would be the basic yeah. and it would be and a it, normal like just a, a one prize basic yeah it does and you can see in the image that it says evolves from rayolu not rayolu ex right so um do they're that it's going to go back to that mixed evolution ev mechanic where you take your single prize Pokemon and make them EXs 
can I stop right there? And I want to talk about the importance of that. Yeah. Um, so currently we have a lot of really good stage two or stage one Pokemon. Um, we saw it at Worlds. Um, you know, there's a, a, a plethora of them. Um, but the main weakness um, to any of those cards is their pre-evolution, their basic, is a V Pokemon, uh, right? And those V Pokemon are susceptible to get knocked out because they have a lower HP. Um, and if that happens, um, a lot of times, obviously, that's two prizes. So when you're trying to set up your main attacker, you're trying to set up your main um, you know, draw engine or or even your backup attacker, if somebody just gusts around, they can get an easy prize. Like Arceus is a very good example where you have that V-Star out there and he's kind of doing his thing. Um, there can even, you know, maybe do like share and care loops, but then like you can just boss around that to get the backup attacker and get the same amount of prizes for an easier KO. Yep. Um, in this case, they're all going to be one prizer. So it's not as big as a prize that de- de- detriment um, to lose that backup attacker um, prize wise, right? So the game will last longer if that's the strategy. To the, and it still might be a viable strategy to to gust up and knock out the you know the Pokemon before they they get completely maxed up and ready to go. Um, but you're not going to win the game quicker because of it. It's still going to draw games out longer. So this is just another step, uh, important step, I think, to slow the game down in a in a meaningful way. And another uh, important thing that we saw in the video. Um, is uh, the health increase. So mm-hmm. um, the the Mimikyu is a, a, a relatively high health V standard health. Like it was like one one ninety HP. So mm-hmm. like your basic V lower end V health. Um, and then you saw Lucario's health is is two sixty. He's in V star range. So like, but it's a stage one. So similar. The, the cheeky thing is that we saw the Magnezone had 330 HP, but is a stage two right. uh, EX. So um, there's a little bit of the added bonus there of if you, so, or, and you're a stage two, so you have to go an extra turn, like you have that extra step. Or rare candies. Yeah. Or rare, or rare candy, exactly, where you're going to get that added health the added payoff of using that stage two to so that it's not just a 280 world any like still you know what i mean right yeah the not the the key numbers will change and this is just kind of we're still going to have those high hp pokemon like we we're having with these v max um these v max pokemon but it it takes a little longer to get there um, and there's not that three prize, um, you know, prize card race too. So again, um, being able to tank for for the game does draw the game a little longer than than it, it currently is. Um, so again, it's just kind of all kind of going into that same theme to me. Yeah. Now, um, the only other uh, thing that we didn't really get a like a re- hard reveal on what the Terrastall phenomenon, the new mechanic from the video game, mm-hmm. is gonna really in play on the card. But the Corydon and the Myriadon think we had some edited things out in their text of what their abilities and their attacks right. do that uh, may reveal some sort of type of 
uh, typing that might be added to cards or Pokemon um, that'll kind of add as like a, I don't know, like a rapid strike mechanic, like mm -hmm. where you can search out certain things. Yeah, I mean, maybe, a, a maybe. lot. I mean, I I want to wait to really speculate on a lot of these texts um, until we get all this, um, you know, the the all the answers, uh, all the full um, the full information. Um, but like we already kind of talked about the the new mechanic, um, the new evolution, not new, but going back to this, um, there is a lot of impactful news that we did get out of this. Um, yep. You know, going in, going forward. Yep. So they are. EXs are back. EXs a lot of are Pokemon. back. I'm excited. Correct. And it's lowercase e. Lowercase e, for sure. All, All right. right. So we got the next one. We have... Um, so we got a new Phoebus and Melodic that is coming out here. Um, in The Incandescence Arcana. Um, set here. Um, so this is kind of going into the future. Uh, we'll talk about the melodic. Um, so it is a stage one that evolves from Phoebus. I don't think Phoebus had anything. Um, uh, you no, can, no, it, it has you ascension, know. so yeah, it has can... ascension. So, I mean, that is nice. So, I guess it really depends on what this melodic does. Um, so it, again, it does, it's a stage one that evolved from Phoebus that is, uh, it has 130 HP. Weak to lightning, resistance of none, retreat of two. Um, so it has two attacks. The first attack, um, water arrow. This attack does 50 damage to one of your poke your opponent's Pokemon. Uh, don't apply weakness or resistance to, to bench Pokemon. So a pretty easy, manageable snipe attack. Um, again, uh, currently we got, uh, you know, Sobbles out there that are close to that range. So you can kind of pick off those so that may or may not be worth it i don't know if that will be in though no, this was not going to be in um in play while sobbles are i don't think or maybe for a very short amount of time so um we'll see if that's really relevant um into the metagame uh tbd there but it does have a second attack for a water colorless and that's uh mellow wave uh 60 damage your opponent's active pokemon is now asleep yeah so um, yeah. Asleep is not the best of effects. If it was paralyzed, maybe. Um, yeah. I think the water arrow is what you really look look forward to on 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 the melodic. Uh, right. Whether you can make that that uh that arrow count. Right. So it, yeah, like I said, it's it's really dependent of the meta at the time. I think this overall kind of seems a little underwhelming to me. But um, again, to be determined. Um, it it could be good depending on the meta game. Yep, and there's going to be a character rare of it as well. <laughs> right. The character rare card is awesome, and I definitely want to pull one of those for sure. Yeah. So uh, we can quickly, I just want to bring him up because yeah, I think it's, Wallace, it's Wallace is another card that was revealed, and I'm pretty sure he's going to make the list for one of our next bets. Right. <laughs> he's he's in Dan, Dan Hop and Agatha. Uh, Dan Hop and Agatha, Agatha territory because he's just a supporter that draws you three cards, but if you're you may let your opponent draw a card, and if they draw it, you get to draw one more card. So you give one to get four. Uh, no. No, There's, no, thank you. You never give your opponent cards. Like, never. This is a bad idea. Yes. Unless, like... 
unless there's what was it uh Mimikyu and Gengar well like, what was it like the Mimikyu Gengar deck uh uh tag team yeah. wanted to give cards because of the GX attack but that unless there's something like that in the meta um giving your opponents cards is not a good thing yep oh excuse me uh <laughs> no that is Okay, that's going to make the cake on uh, probably another bet. So, right, I, I I tend to agree. All right, uh, we also have uh, another. Um, we've we've seen images of the Silver Tempest. Yes, that is news that has come out. So, we've seen some product images, and we saw a, a Mawile. We've seen the Mawile. We've seen the Superior. Um, that yeah. we're kind of already that we've already talked about, but there was something that we didn't get. The, um, it's not leaked as far as like seeing the image of the card or what the card does, but it is oh, confirmed. Okay. Unknown V Star, yeah. uh, the Pokemon known as Unknown, hashtag we, Team Unknown, uh, and, is getting is getting their own card, and hashtag twenty eight different unknown bees so. uh, please no like make it just like one please i don't know i don't think we can do that like it was different i know that there was like 28 um you know different versions of it for you know just like a basic uh card uh but having that many different with a full art b star oh, oh my that would be just too much that would be hilarious uh i would go with no to be honest be completely honest if the card was exactly the same, is unknown V, but right. if they made 28 different arts of it, it would be the best collector's item. Right. That might be a thing, actually. To be honest with you, it might be a thing. And I will have to go for every version if that happens. And that's <laughs> why I say, please, no, keep it very simple. I can get one or a set, a play set of four, and it'd be super happy. Um, please don't make me have to chase uh, 28 plus or whatever the number is going to be. <laughs> All right. Uh, that would that would be crazy. But uh, that's going to wrap up the broad Pokemon news. Right. I believe. Yes. I do have a couple pieces of local Pokemon news I would like to point out. Yes, please. So first is, well, they're both announcements. So first, uh, I'm going to do our local kind of thing something that i generally do with our discord server is we are launching for the first time to anyone that wants to join uh an online league for lost it's going to start on the launch of lost origin basically it's just a league we play games against other opponents and it's gonna a winner wins an etb five dollar buy-in but it happens in our discord we just chat we just fun fun games right reason to play pokemon you get some packs for playing um all the details are in our in our Triple P Pittsburgh right. Pokemon Discord. Just go join it. And if you there. feel if you feel like you're you know you're not from the Pittsburgh area and you are hesitant to play, um, you know, please don't feel that way because our group is very welcoming. Um, we've had several people that are part of our community um, that are prominent parts of our community that aren't in the Pittsburgh area, so all are welcome. Um, just we just love to play Pokemon and, and just hang out. So um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, if you, current... you want to kind of just join in our community uh, and get to know some of the locals outside of Chuck and I, this is yeah. a perfect way to do that. Um, and and you do get 
Uh, it's cool. Uh, I think the biggest prize that everyone really likes is you do get a special role in the Discord. You get called out like a little mm-hmm. own thing that you're the league champion. Uh, special color. Everyone notices it. And I do believe our current league champion is uh, from Chicago. So yes, uh, yes. you do not like you don't have to be local. Zoro Dad, make it a um, make it a splash. So uh, I, I will say like the people that are signed up aren't necessarily aren't necessarily local. So right. do not hesitate. Just come. Fun- I mean, there's no pressure to play at any kind of pace. Uh, I just want to finish as many games as possible in the time frame that we have allotted. Right. So um, come have fun. Second thing. Uh, second local thing is one of our local stores, The Vault, is going to be holding its very first 1K prize Pokemon tournament. And this is going to happen on September 27th, I believe it is. Now. Right. So it is in between 24th. 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 So yeah, it, the dates, it's going to be in between the Baltimore um regionals and what was the next closest one that's actually close to us um uh, it is in between uh baltimore and peoria yeah peoria that's right so um if you're local to the pittsburgh area there is a lot of pokemon coming up in the next month um at some high level fun tournament yep. so and please join the, us. the information there is in our discord as well there's links to sign up there is a pre-registering discount so if you go and sign up early, it's a little cheaper for you. And like I said, there'll be a K one uh, K worth of prizes already put in the pool. And they said there'll be more depending on the amount of people that sign up. So just want to give them a little shout, get some more people headed their way. Right. All right. And- well, that announcement, that's going to do it for our news today. Um, and before we wrap up, you know, our, our cast for our episode one of season three, um, we're going to talk a little bit about the metagame and I just want high level opinions on some of these meta decks, um, pros and cons and best versions of, um, going into, you know, our regional season. Like I said, uh, earlier, um, the meta will change, um, with new sets coming out with rotation coming out at some point through, um, you know, the beginning of next year, Um, But current state, the next few, um, there are some solid decks that we've seen pop up and and do well. Um, So I want to start and talk about some of these decks, just kind of high level, like I said. So we're going to start with Mew VMAX. Um, Is that a deck that should be considered to be played uh, first and foremost? I think it still can be considered a play. I mean, Mm -hmm. uh, one made top eight. Um, I don't think it was taken as much as people thought it might be like a, a great comeback for it at Worlds. Right. Um, I, I think the opportunity is there for it. I mean, it does struggle a little bit with Palkia. I mean, it's not necessarily the it best does. of matchups. It, um, it, because it, it wants to get that full bench and it kind of plays into Palkia's favor. But aside from that, there's no like true decks that are like a predator that goes towards Mew where it's like specifically targeting Mew. Yeah, it's the the predators that were there that uh, and it still did well. I mean, I don't under I think the predators, the dark the dark type predators like are going away, and so are Mew and like the so are the Mew players. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like it could come back and dominate if the right people 
uh, want to play it. It has a very good opportunity. I would not say it's something you want to discount in your testing, in your matchups, whether you're going to see it or whether you're playing it or you want to expect to play against it. 100%. So a lot of, you know, people part of our community, um, some people on my testing group still very much on that Mew train. Um, it was a huge part of the reason our um, sports car junction got to top 32 in the team challenge. Um, not a lot of people are really seeking it out seeking to counter it like we kind of already said um it still is a deck it's still probably the best deck going second um having that pressure to take one shot KOs um and really establish dominance on your board state um it obviously is still a really great deck going first um so those are all the pros um the con path of peak is still a thing palkia is still a deck uh, so those are two things that Mew doesn't like, but aside and the three prizer that is a, still a kind of in range of that one shot, depending on the deck you're playing against. Um, so mm -hmm. those are the three biggest cons, but I still think the pace of that deck um, is really effective um, and still can catch people, even if they're expecting it. Like there's really, there's nothing you can do to stop that dunk sometimes. Right. Yep. So, Okay, so yeah, Mew, I think both of us are still giving a thumbs up on. I think it's still in a pretty good spot in the meta currently. Yeah, I would put it still in top four. Yeah, top five. 100%. I agree. If not it's, top four, top five. It's 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 top four for me as well. Um, all right, so let's go into Palkia. Um, yes, no, pros, cons. Uh, I am on, on Palkia train. I think it'd still be good. Uh, the problem with Palkia, I think Palkia is a deck that's definitely going to like get you, it'll get you in day two and it'll probably be, um, it'll definitely be a deck that gets you like to day two. If you have the right build and you pilot it well, it should be able as long and you, it, as you don't hit uh, counter matchups the entire way, right. um, even though you can win some of those, um, as long as you don't hit counter matchups the whole way, you should be, you should be able to do pretty well. Uh, I think Palkia, though, has that guy. He's the top of the food chain where he's got the target on his back now. So when we were talking about dark attackers earlier with Mew, you're going to see them lightning attackers come out that are just want to prey on the weakness of right. Palkia. So and, that's kind of its con. Yeah, so the pros, I think this is currently probably the most consistent deck once set up just to continuously pressure opponent with taking KOs, with doing damage. Um, being able to, to have different gusting opportunities. Um, there's so many different moving parts and options to Palkia. Having the Greninja being able to snipe um, other, you know, one prizers. Um, so many different pros there. Um, you know, cons, you kind of mentioned a, a, a little bit of that. There are a lot of, there, there is the deck that is being hunted. So there's a lot of techs out there that are trying to disrupt its um, its consistency playing on the weakness of the lightning. Um, so that is a con. Obviously, I think it is still a deck. In my eyes, it's still probably overall BDIF. Um, so it's definitely a deck that I would consider um, bringing to any of these tournaments. So one more question before we move on from Palkia to you. Um, yes or no on adding Ice Rider? Me personally, yes. Do you, I think you need to? No. 
So I'm, I, I I think this is like a added thing that I was going to say later. Like we're going to be still in this same meta that we had for worlds for this, the first regional. Mm-hmm. So we kind of have to play with the world's meta into Baltimore. And I think Palkia may need a little innovation um, to combat those counters that are coming to it. And I don't want to say like, I don't think a lot, but uh, I look at Ice Rider as something that just gives it a way out of that lightning matchup that people want to prey on. Right. So you're not trying to outspeed the lightning. You're just trying, like, you're just going like, all right, guess what? I'm not weak to that. Right. I mean, I see, I 100% see the point and it's very logical. Um, For me, after some light play testing, I still need to do more. I lean to no Ice Rider. I think Ice Rider drags it down on its consistency. Um, clearly, it does give it a, a weakness spread, so it's not you know 100% weak to Lightning, and that is definitely a plus there. Um, but even at that, I think, and we've seen it in at NAIC, um, even though Isaiah ultimately lost to Azul, um, those games were close, and, and, and along the way, he beat other um, lightning box decks as well so it's not out of the realm of possibility you just have to play a little bit more careful or KG. Um and I just feel to me I feel that Ice Rider clunks up the deck and it I, although it still has the option to use um, you know Palkia's V-Star ability to charge up an Ice Rider and then potentially gust something I feel like you're still relying on Melanie too much, and I don't oh, like yeah. it. No, that's that. That is the a big. If you want to talk, like you're like this is an Ice Rider talk. That's the biggest con to Ice Rider. Right. Um, uh, Ice Rider is uh, his own uh, bane of existence to to consistency because right. of the nature of the way he attacks. He's discarding in his energy, so then you are. Always relying on Melanie, on Melanie right. to attach energies, and and, and and in most cases, you're relying on Melanie and then finding an energy, like right. getting an energy per turn to attach. So he is his own kind of like inconsistency to his own deck. One hundred percent correct. And you're adding that you are adting that into Palkia, but it, it, it's whether you. So in essence, you are correct. But I mean, it. In essence, you're trying to outweigh the bad with a little bit more. Right. And again, like I said, very light testing. Um, But for me, I just feel when you rely on Melanie, it takes away from your ability to play Irita more often. And when you're playing Irita, you have so many more options um, when you're not relying on that energy acceleration after like that early game. Um, Where I just feel that Irita plus Palkia is better than Melanie plus Ice Rider. Yeah, I mean, it all depends on how you want to play play the deck, but I will say if you want to add Ice Rider, you probably have less plays in your deck than Palkia does, 100%. Correct. But um, you may have 100% more offensive plays earlier than Palkia. Uh, yeah, I, I think so. There, there, again, there's pros with cons. It depends on your play style. And, Both it, solid both mm-hmm. solid, but I mean, just it just depends on what you're looking for. And Ice Rider is polarizing. I've heard this on other podcasts. He's polarizing. You are 100% Ice Horse, 
flying the flag, or you might be like, no, nah, he's bad. Like he's I'm bad. I'm like, leaning towards the bad. I know I'm <laughs> I know it's very uh you know, there's people on the other side of that fence, but I'm gonna say for me, Ice Rider is not good right yeah, now. Yeah, we 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 might fall into opposite sides of the spectrum. That's all. And I respect your opinion because that this is not one that's so clear cut to me. But um, okay, let's move on from Palkia because we can argue Ice Rider all day. Um, I want to move into Arceus uh, builds. Um, let's start with the Flying Pikachu, um, the Flying Pikachu variant um, with Arceus. Let's just kind of take the world's deck. Um, is that still a deck to be played? Is there any modifications that need to kind of be made to that deck going into you know the beginning of our season here? Um, I uh, Arceus is the the, the the innovator deck. Like, I feel like it's the Arceus types are always there, and then you have to stay on the edge of the blade, like right. where he's you're making just just the right medical and by meaning just the right medical as in you have the right pokemon like in 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 what i mean by just the right is like i'm taking the worlds in a sphere mm-hmm. you, you had a very very similar decks but it came down to the two support pokemons right or what was different in the deck that will get you all the way to the end and in the winner circle so uh that deck will get you far. Uh, that deck will be, be good, and it's but it will be really hard to just cookie cutter it. Right. So, right. So, I agree with that. I mean, there's so many different options with Arceus, um, and I guess there's so many different opinions. I think, I think Flying Pikachu has a huge role to play in the meta game itself. Um, just because it's gatekeeping Reggie, which would technically probably be the best one prize deck um, to threaten a lot of decks out there. Um, but with Flying Pikachu out there, especially a well-played Flying Pikachu, it's basically an unwinnable matchup for Reggie's, as close to auto loss as you can get. Um, and it kind of just pushes that out. Uh, so with that being said, if, if we see Pikachu kind of lose favorability um, over different players we might see that kind of come back in um for me i think it's still a solid play with the pikachu um i think that we're still going to sp- see a split with uh decidueye with or without um we'll probably see a higher count of decidueye because it won worlds uh, obviously yeah um with that being said would if you are considering um an arceus deck um regardless of who your your um your flavor text is going to be um, would you include Dunsparce right now? Because there are so many decidueyes specifically hunting Arceus. See, that might that might be the 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 sword, the edge that you like that you're you're on, uh, where that needs to come back because then it nullifies just adding Dunsparce then protects you from that mirror matchup. Right. Um, because it may become that much more popular. Um, and you might not have the room for you know a Jolteon tech or something like that. Correct. It it just uh, I don't think the deck is going to stay exactly the same from Worlds, but you're going to see uh very similar avenues. I think um whether it's the different lightning Pokemon, whether it's a different fighting Pokemon, 
and the sporter changeup, that's going to tinker right. a little bit because if anything, you just can't stay with the status quo on Arceus because people are going to gear like they're just right. going to gear a little bit towards that. Right. So I always think that Arceus will be relevant until the day it rotates. I think it will always be different, though. Um, yeah. Um, so clearly right now, Pikachu is the 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 number one Pokemon that goes with it. Um, what about some of these other decks, um, like single prize Arceus decks? I've seen or I mean, there's the Radiant Zard. So it's like just straight um you know, Arceus and Teleon with the Sharon's care and then having that that Radiant Zard there for a backup late game attacker. Um, how do you feel about that kind of variant? Do you think there's room in the metagame for, you know, kind of that that tank ability healing um, rinse and repeat kind of deck? In in the current meta, yeah. Because in in, in this world's format, yes. Because there's not that many things that can just uh, hit 280 easily. Right. right. Uh, that's that, that's basically the reason why Ice Rider is popular, um, because it can. But um, that's why I think there will be a use for it because a lot of other things will make you two shot all of that, and then you're playing. You're kind of playing into what Arceus Intellion wants to do, like that's just with the Sharon's care. So I do see that being relevant. Whether you can do that for a 10 round tournament uh, is it's hard to tell. I mean, it's been done, but I mean, I think that's a lot. That's a tall task. Right. That's all. Um, it's a lot of moving parts. Yeah. So overall, just like we're just going to say Arceus box, it could be with it. Are you, would you consider that going into any of these regionals? I would. And and to be completely honest, with the amount of, I mean, it still does nothing with with Palkia, but I honestly, Beedrill might could be a good slide back in that maybe, because you're seeing the special energies being such a big prevalence in other RCS decks. I mean, you're seeing it, but it, it depends. Like I think but, still a lot of them have that play around where they could like retreat using that double coalition, like after their initial attack. Um, and then at that point, like that, the the energy, the special energy is kind of irrelevant. So, I mean, there's give and take. It just really depends. That was my only, that was just a quick thought, I thought, right. because you're seeing a lot more. If the RCS take goes up, then you're seeing more special energy, but you're still going to have Palkias that don't run any. Right. So it's probably still like a bad, bad idea. Right. So I think we both are giving a thumbs up on on that deck as well. Uh, all right, so Mewtwo Mill Tank um, with the with the Snorlax. We saw Xander bring that up. We've seen a really big uptick um, on PTCGO and other tournaments too. Uh, is that a deck that you would consider playing? Is there a pros cons? Kind of speak to that deck, I guess, briefly. Uh, I wouldn't consider playing it because I don't possess the time and that spent needed with it. Right. Um, uh, but it is it falls into the tank and heal category really because mm-hmm. like Arceus does it his way this stall deck does it its own way with Mew but I just don't see it being as good of an option because people have found ways to deal with Miltank right um, 
and it depends on how many mill tanks you have. Like uh, one or two, I think people could deal with them now. Like, yeah, I think people are on the page to have some, a very simple tech that can deal with one to two like mill right. Tanks. So, so you have to really, really want like you got to hit three or more, like right. or four, like. You really got to have a build tank focus. Step. But then you're taking away from your your Snorlax, and then you're not getting that yeah. out. Um, so you're. I'm looking at some of these top decks that we've already talked about. Mew has an answer for Mill Tank, and can just outspace it. Palkia um, generally has an answer. Plus, some of those Palkia decks are playing like the um, the Empoleon. Um, agree with that choice or not? It's still an answer for that. Uh, plus the Shady Dealings and Teleon. Arceus has the Decidueyes plus the Inteleons as well. Um, depending on the deck, it might have other options, one one price uh, attackers. Um, I just think that those three are all, probably the, the three top archetypes in the, in the meta, and they all have answers for it. And like you said already, people have played it, seen it, know what it does, and know, now know how to counter it or play against it at least. Um, where it's not catching people off guard, so I I would give this a thumbs down if it was for me. Um, not not even mentioning like the time in the tournament. Um, you're also at a disadvantage, especially if you lose game one. Um, it's almost impossible to win the round because that, that deck just takes too long. Um, to go through, um, three games in in a lot of time. So there's a lot of cons for it, and the the jig is up. I think so. I I put a, a big thumbs down on this deck currently. All right, and one more, um, one more deck I want to specifically uh, bring up is the uh, pros or cons, um, and that is Dialga. We've talked about the other uh, god horses. Are we considering Dialga, and what are some pros and cons? Um, I mean, I've seen this term thrown out like Dialga is like the solitaire deck of the format because you don't care what your opponent does. You just have to do what you need to do to win the mm -hmm. game. So uh, it's so close, but I feel like that's exactly where Pokemon wants it. Like, right. Yeah. Just it's, on the edge. It, it feels like that trap card. So we, I think anybody that's semi competitive that plays regularly that jumps on the ladder, we've all played against it where it just does what it wants to do. And it always feels like that deck does what it wants to when it's playing against you. Um, and it's very enticing. Um, but can that last in a best of three series in a full like regional yeah. styles event? Are you going to high roll that often to be able okay. to do what he wants to do? Yeah, It's basically, can you do that 22 out of 33 times? Because I'm, I'm saying 11 rounds, best of three. That's 33 right. games. You need to do it 22 times, in a, and not do it, and not have it not happen in a row, in a, ever right. in a row. Right. I mean, you can have it in a row a few times and lose a round or two, which is fine. But I, I, I to your point, well, though, you, you, can't, you, have no, you can't have it happen. You can't lose two in a row. Right. Well, then you'll lose a matchup. Right. So you yeah. can you can you lose two in a row maybe once or twice. Yeah, you're, you're, right. you're right. Yeah. So, but I get your point. And is it going to happen that consistency or consistently? Probably not. But when it works, it works beautifully. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's it's on the edge. I, I think it's it's 
I can't give it a thumbs down or I, I'm I'm riding that middle. Yeah, um, we're just riding on, that riding middle, middle down, thumb yeah. on that because yeah, same. Um, I I personally want it like I thumbs up, but I know if I was playing it, I would. My expectation is not winning it. Like my right. expectation with, is, with you saying that that actually, yeah, I I wouldn't consider it for myself. I would still in preparation play against it. Yeah, exactly. It would be. Like if you make a gauntlet for yourself, I would say that would be a deck to put in the gauntlet. Right. All right. So that's it for like the huge meta decks. Um, there are a few single prize decks that are out there. We've already kind of touched on um on the Reggie's. Uh Lunar Rocks kind of feels not great um overall now that it kind of got that initial first week um of just like complete dominance over PTCGO. It feels like it's it's kind of settled down in popularity and effectiveness um, yeah. now that people can kind of learn to play around it. Um, there's kind of some of those tank decks like Stone Journer that we kind of talked about, um, like the the mil- the, the Blissies and stuff like that. Um, are any of those kind of decks on your right radar to play? Um, I don't at no, a regional level. Uh, you may hit them. Like there's there's gonna be like that I don't know what two to five percent of random stuff, mm-hmm. and Stoner Stoner offers uh, for the same reason that like Arceus's uh, Charon's Care loop works as a deck is the reason why like Stonejourner can work as a deck uh, because you can't KO it and then hopefully you have enough healing cards to just heal it and then I just keep smacking you right. Um, and it has the right attacks so that it can gear itself up if if need be while you, it while it's getting smacked. Right. So, um, people will want to play it. Uh, I mean, it's one of those things too where you gotta you might see it. You might want to play a few games against it. Know how it works because it's not something you have to really can play play your deck like radically different but like you just need to know what it wants to do and know what your deck can do to beat it that's all um uh, sometimes it just comes down to them not having enough healing like uh, it just and you not playing super fast like playing all your cards out right because uh that's a win con for it so exactly all right so i mean i think that's a good high level on you know any kind of these top decks that should be considered um i'm sure you know after rotation um you know the decks are going to change they're going to you know go plus or minus up on the on the on the scale of their a tier s tier or whatever Uh, i know palkia probably is going to take a hit overall um once it loses its shady dealings arceus still feels fine um mew you know could, could be still a play we'll see um tbd there I think Mewtwo Mill, like I said, is just kind of dead at this point. Dialga, Dialga should be fine after rotation. Um, And obviously there's going to be new decks that pop up um, that we have not talked about yet, but um, it really depends. Yeah. I mean, we have, we we're focusing on on what we have currently for what the next regional is going to be. But I mean, immediately after that, uh, we are going into lost origin decks. So then you're going to, you're going to have to see, I mean, what what Giratina can bring, what yeah. Sui and Zorark can bring, uh, maybe even Gudra, what right. it can bring. Um, 
if it's worthwhile. I mean, Lost Origin, I think, looks cool as a set. Uh, it's not necessarily going to bring, I think, that many crazy new archetypes. I think I named right. all of them. Right, right. There. I think you named all of them. I, um, think, I think the other decks are going to stay basically where they are right now uh, until rotation, like I said. Yeah. Um, it's really whether they bring enough to the table to compete with what we currently have. Correct. Um, and and a lot of people are thinking everything's a little underwhelming. So who knows? We shall see. I mean, the only time will tell. Um, but I think we're excited to kick off this next season uh, of the podcast and, uh, you know, IRL play. Um, but with yep. that being said, I think uh, that's going to do it for our first episode of season three. Um and thank you, everybody, for uh, sticking to to the end with us. And Chuck, do you have anything else before we take off here? No, no. Glad to do start off season three in the books and uh, get her rolling. Join the Discord, getting them tournament, getting the one K, getting the, the the league tournament or the league play. Let's just get all that rolling. Let's get let's get cracking for let's a new get competitive season. Let's get playing some Pokemon and you know just having some fun. So. Um, we will see you in Japan in a year. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thanks again for listening to the Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast. Uh, if, as always, if you could do us and future listeners a favor and leave us a like, a rating, or a review on whatever your podcast platform of choice is, it goes a long way to helping out the pod. Plus, Jake, where can you reach us directly? Yeah, you can get me at Panucks1 on Twitter, as well as Chuck at WatchWimsy and Ryan at RY4Gaming. You can also reach us on Twitter for the whole Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast at PitPokeyPod. Thanks again, guys and gals. We will see you all next time. See you later.